Welcome to Exiles, a Gospel of Mark podcast. We're coming to you from Grace Church in Erie, Pennsylvania, where we're taking what we learn about ancient truths in the person of Jesus into our everyday life. You can check out whoisgrace.com forward slash Mark for the sermon and resources that we're using for our conversation. Thanks for joining us today for the start of season two. So for those of you who haven't been around, um, let's introduce ourselves. My name is Danielle Hartland. Um, I work at Grace, and that's all I want to say right now. Thank mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. My name is Sarah McCosco. I also work at Grace. Oh, nice. Good job. So my name is Mike. <laughs> I also work at Grace. Yes. So thorough. You guys wow. Just learning so much about <laughs> us. <laughs> my name's Steven. I also work at Grace. But hey, I have a wife, and I have three oh, kids, uh, too. too. Uh, way to yeah, shame husband. us. Yeah, way to... Me too. We Show all, us up. We all are Steven. married as well. Wow, we need to get like a single oh. person up here. We are all married. Well, yeah. We're waiting for your lead-in question, Daniel. Oh, yeah. yeah so well, so for everything. those of you who know, you know that Stephen is kind of our resident, what do you normally say? I mean, you're Scotsman? Scotsman. Scotsman. <laughs> He's our resident Scottish Scotsman. Man. So don't ruin it for Stephen. If you know, you might know, Sarah. Um, there is a little bit of a viral thing going on right now, especially on TikTok, about a certain Scottish word. Oh, gosh, I can't so, stand this. I know I'm it's gonna coming. Gi- I'm gonna give you Please the- don't make me say it. No. Do you know what it is? Uh, no, but I've seen this guy. Oh, no, I don't know if and it's I- guy. Oh, okay. So All right, I'll, keep tell you, going. I'll tell you the definition. You go first. Tell us if you know what the word is. And if not, okay. we'll discuss it. I don't have TikTok. Right. I know. Well, That's but why you know. I know it. So the, de- the definition is to lie in bed or oh. lounge about when you should be up and around. Yes. So like you woke up in the morning, you're like, ah, I'm just going to read a book in bed and stay in bed all day kind of a thing. There's a, there's a saying or like it's a, a phrase. Word. It's, for a it. it's a word. Yeah. Well, it's a, I don't know, know what this is. Words, I think it's hyphenated. Yeah. Okay. And it rhymes. And it rhymes. <gasps> oh, we're going to take a, Four syllables. We're going to take your Scottish card if you don't know. <laughs> well, and he I think might I gave that away a long time when I lost my accent. Well, he might be able to be like, that's not a Scottish word. And then we can make our well, own little TikTok. new slang that they came up with, and you're not. But there's so many places in Scotland that it could oh. actually. It starts like, with an H. Do you have a word that you know of? No. Oh, it's. Called do you guys this. know what it is? Yes, no I do. No idea. Okay, what is it? It's the Herkle Durkle. Yeah. Have you ever? I mean, that's that? definitely a Scottish. <laughs> what? <laughs> It's not from the stuff of the part of Scotland I came yeah, from, but Herkel that Durkel. definitely sounds Scottish. I love it. Yeah. But how would you Durkel say that? it? Like, how would a Scottish person yeah. say that? Say it again. Herkle Durkle. Herkle Durkle. <laughs> that's really how you would. Wow. Well, you so, got to yeah. roll your eyes. But that's, I feel like that is funny that a culture would have like a word for that. Herkle Durkle. Yep. Yeah. Like, it's, is it like so important in culture to Scottish people that they just need to lay around? Is they it from the West Coast? Feels like, it's from, feels like from Glasgow Use or something. Use it as a participle. Like I'm going to, I'm Herkle Durkling all day. Yep. Like, That's it. I had a good Herkle mm-hmm. Durkle is what I've yep. heard. It's basically you yeah. wake up and you just don't it's get out of bed long. or you're just l- I know, right? super I lazy the rest of the day. Like when you make up a word, the syllables must be like, Four yeah. syllables? It's a lot. Like, that's that a word, lot. That's a big like, commitment. Been, is it, any of those words used in any other way in your language? Herkle. Dora Durkle. Maybe we shouldn't get into this. Maybe we shouldn't get into this. Should we? Okay, let's get off Negative, this road. No. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Herkle Durkle. So okay. the Scottish word of last season was Guardy Lou. Yeah, that went yeah. viral. You guys can mm-hmm. go back and look, and you can yeah. see us uh, give they a already know. treatment to that one. Maybe the beginning of every yeah. season we have to come up. And this Herkle Durkle makes sense for right now because... We're just lounging Don't around. Don't we all just want yeah. to just this season, season to pass? Yeah. Do, do, you want a, do you want a word from sure. me? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Oh, no. When something is disgusting. Oh. Do you want a guess? No. Yeah. I too, <laughs> take too long? Can you give us Wonkle a first donkle. letter? <laughs> <laughs> Wonkle donkle. Got it. You say that's mingin. Mingin? Mingin? Mingin. Mingin. Spell it. Yeah. 
I can. Ish. Ming, like spell it phonetically. Like Ming. 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 So M I N G I N G. Ming. It's Ming. That's disgusting. It's disgusting. Oh, yeah. And it's not like a curse word. Like, oh, it's Mingin. Oh, man. We have to use it at least once in our day today. Mingin? Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. It's easier than Herkle Durko. And report back. I feel like I can't. Yeah, Herkle Durko is disappointing. I can't get my oh, like, yeah. throat and mouth <laughs> together. He's to like, we could have done better. <laughs> well, I just, it was a viral. So I thought, hey, yep. let's be with the people. Yeah. You know? And it's always people like laying in bed, reading a book, or like eating off a Yeah, tray. they've made like a tray of like charcuterie in their bed. And they so just aren't weird. getting out. If you find any other weird Scottish words and you want yeah. yes, Stephen to, to articulate it, then please <laughs> submit in the comments. You're welcome. All right, guys. What about if we do our job right now? Okay. So that was good. It's good to be back with you guys, actually. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Ditto. This is just going to be a little quick five weeks. Five weeks. Just five minutes. Five weeks. Escape room? (laughs) Five week uh, series. Um, And we're going to take another break. Yep. And then we'll come back uh, in a month or so after. So. Yeah, excited to be with you guys. Um, and if you are listening and you want to give us some questions and things uh, to go over, please go to whosbase.com forward slash mark and submit a question. All right. So let's start with the sermon. What uh, just overall, any overall thoughts before we get into like the points? It's a tough one. It sure is. Tough topic. Mm-hmm. Why? The end. Why um, <laughs> Thank you for joining us. (laughs) (laughs) Well, because, I mean, storms that you don't necessarily put yourself in, but you find yourself in, Mm -hmm. it's tough. They catch you off guard. You don't don't ask for the storm, Mm -hmm. but there it is. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, those are tough ones to navigate. And you're dealing with, like, all these emotions, and at the same time, you're trying to hold your faith. You're trying to make sure that you're remembering. It's only temporary. Jesus is with me. I'm going to learn something from it. And there's just, like... There's extra on top of it when you're walking with Jesus through your storm. And that's good and bad. Mm-hmm. Mm. And it's difficult when you, like, Jesus, you knew it was coming? Yeah. You know? Yeah, that can be a heads up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, like you, we went on the boat. Or... We're on the boat right now. Yeah, like maybe you would have said, don't take the boat. Yeah, like, hey, guys, walking. I'm going to sleep, but, uh, you know, something might happen. Just be prepared. He's like, nope. None of that. Nope. I think it's yeah. it, this story is so, in, and even the way we chop it up in, in the English Bible too, like it's at the end of chapter four. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So right it is the beginning of, a, of another subsection of Mark. Mm-hmm. But when I'm, if I'm just reading, I'm just reading chapter four and I just kind of, everybody mm-hmm. knows this story, but you kind of gloss over. It's easy to go and be like, oh, Jesus can control the wind and keep going. Yep. But then like the way Derek sat in it and treated it and like even, or the disciples thinking, yeah, I don't know, it was, it was like, Grab it, hit you. Like, yeah. oh, this is bigger than just yeah. a little storm getting calm. There's a lot more going on here. It's cool. Mm-hmm. This you is totally... Go ahead. Oh, Sorry, oh, no, oh, go, go, go. Yeah, okay. You started. It's totally, <laughs> totally extra biblical for sure, but sometimes I wonder, I'm like, was Jesus like just sleeping with like one eye open? Yeah. Like he knew it was happening, so he just wanted to see what <laughs> no, was happening. That's not, or was he like out? It up, but yeah, he's like, I know, was he like, real, was he really sleeping? Or, you know, when you when your kids come in yeah. in the morning or mm. when your dogs come in... <laughs> And uh, do you like pretend like you're sleeping because you just don't Uh want to deal with it? Mm -hmm. Like five five more minutes? Mm -hmm. Like Jesus is like, oh, okay, here they come. Here come the kids. I appreciated Derek bringing up and reminding us of his human form because never in that story Mm -hmm. have I ever looked at it from that point of view. Like he was sleeping because he was so exhausted, not Mm. because of the time of day, not because of anything else. Like he was so worn out Mm -hmm. and he let himself be that human. And you also see, like... He was an introvert, for sure. You think? Yeah. He was in ministry. 
He's all, <laughs> well, and he's all like holy to himself. Like he's a whole, he has everything he needs. Started yeah. as an extrovert, ended as an introvert. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> yeah, the story. Ministry. Yeah, hashtag ministry, this isn't working. And they also make videos on social media and stuff about this story where they say, is Jesus telling us something like when things are tough, like take a nap? <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, is he also That's setting funny. the example, like, take a minute, rest, take a nap. You're okay. It's okay. Like, things are really hard. Let's just take a nap. He's the Lord of the Sabbath, so. Yeah. And he also teaches us in many stories where if th when things are really hard, even right before his crucifixion, what's he do? He goes away by himself and he prays. Mm-hmm. So, like, is taking a nap and isolating yourself during storms a really good thing to do? Yeah, I would think so. Oh, my gosh, that's so funny. Because, like, I do, you guys probably do, too. Like, I do that for Dax. I'll be like, why are you, do you need a nap? Why are you acting so crazy? <laughs> yeah. I literally let's said that to Marlo yeah, the other day. Let's go you need to uh, lay down. I'm like, you're crazy right now. Go into your room. Yeah, go chill. Breathe. If you need yep, to take a nap, that's okay. That's so funny. Who was the prophet that oh, that's a wild slept connection. under a tree yeah. and... God told him, go take a nap and eat. Elijah? Who was that? Jonah. Oh, Jonah? Who's I mean, that? he did take a nap. There's a lot of people who sat under trees in scripture. Oh. Um, he was... Oh, go eat something. Oh, go yeah, eat Elijah. something and nap. Elijah. Yeah. Yeah. It was Elijah. Yeah. Again. Take, he was in a, go he, take a nap. Yep. Chill out. Go chill yep. out. Go sit. Like, be quiet. Sarah's going to selectively find every napping aspect <laughs> oh my of scripture gosh. and go to bed and I'm be like... I'm having a hard day at work. I'm like, guys, I'm going to go take a nap. Fast forward like two years, she's like written a version of scripture. She's like done an interpretation that's just around naps. Here's what it says in uh, Hezekiah 2. Sleep. Sleep. <laughs> but uh, I enjoyed yeah. his... I did enjoy his point, though, that yeah. there was a confidence in the will of God. Like that... <laughs> that the father's will was for his ultimate good. Yeah. Um, and so he could rest in that. Yeah. And so, yes. you know, there, there is truth peaceful. in that. There's mm -hmm. definitely truth in that. Yeah. Do you guys know who um, Pastor Kelly Kay is? Never Doesn't heard of him. Familiar. He's nope. like Kelsey? around our age. Kelly? I can't remember his last name, but I know it's Kelly Kay. And he's on, he's very viral on TikTok. He has, he is a pastor. Then. He kind of does like the wide brim hats. Yeah, he's probably not good. Don't yeah. listen to him. Does he wear like leather? His pants are like too much. What so, kind of shoes does he wear? I don't know exactly are they what he wears. Baggy or tight pants? I don't know. I'd have to look. Now it'd be hard to Yeah, know. it doesn't really matter. What now I enjoy about him is I have his 40 day devotional called Think. But he has a approach of the gospel and of Jesus in a very practical way, which I appreciate. Okay. So he brings things to the table and makes you like really think. He talks about the story in one of his videos. I swore it was in the devotional and I couldn't find it this morning. But I think it's because I'm crossing things. Like I yeah. watch all his videos and then I do his book. But he says at the beginning of the story. Is this like Celsius? Like memory you were addicted to Celsius? Oh, I still am. No, I already okay. have one this okay. morning. Right. So no, that hasn't gone away. By the way, you've seen the things of people on like... Do you remember the days of carefree like cleaning gum? out their like livers in the hospital because they're drinking too <laughs> they're much of these things? They're also drinking like three a day. <laughs> I, I drink one a day. Okay. Well, only one. Yeah. Nice. Oh, do you? So anyway. Sorry. Anyway. So at the beginning of the story, it says, Jesus says, let's go to the other side. He And the other side, Kelly's yeah. point of view is he already told you from the very beginning that you were going to the other side. So your mentality during struggles is God has already told you he's going to be with you and there is another side to it. So oh, interesting. don't like try to oh, remember that. Like you're that. going to make it there. Yes. Gotcha. There is another side. He's it. going to be with you. And like in the mm. story, right off the bat, he says, let's go to the other side. So you're he's not going to already die. told yeah. them mm -hmm. the destination. You're, we're going. Yeah. Mm. yeah. And we need to remember that, that this Keep is that temporary. There's another side. 
And I mm. thought that was really, and that really that stuck cool. with me. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's like, yeah, it's a different way to say that he's like in the boat. Yeah. You know, with whatever you're, yeah, whatever you're going. Did All you say right. his name was Travis Kelsey? It's. No. No, now it's Pastor <sighs> Kelly. Pastor Kelly. They're probably K. friends though. They're probably, yeah, sounds like it. Um, just I know. Taylor just Swift goes to his church. <laughs> okay. I don't even know what's No, I don't want to minimize all. your point. That's a good point. That's a good point. Keep going. Go, 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 no, no. go, go. Pew, pew, pew. pew I'm going to go. Um, okay. We're knocking the rust off here. So, yeah, any other like overall thoughts? Um, the one thing I was, I guess you're making me think about this a little bit out of order, but like the, I think sometimes we think when we say like, um, you know, Jesus can calm the storm or like things are going to be okay, quote unquote, or whatever, trying to be like Christian helpful is what I call it. Um, Sometimes I think we do a little bit of a disservice to ourselves and other people because we lead with them thinking like the circumstance is going to be calmed, Mm. like the thing is going to go away, that thing you're going through is going to be over, but that's not actually true always true it's sometimes true a lot of times it can be true but really sometimes the calming could be an internal calming it's Hmm. like god obviously drawing you closer to him but also he might decide the best way to show his power is to not fix that thing heal that thing move that thing whatever and he's showing you that he's going to take that circumstance and help you to adapt to a new way of life yeah, or like so, a yeah. new, yeah, a new realization like this, yep. of who he yes. is, or or that someone else needs that. It's so complicated because we are everything we do. Obviously, is so temporal. Yeah. Yep, well, that the, it's easy to jump to that. I mean, Romans eight twenty eight twenty eight. All things work together. Twenty oh eight. Yeah, <laughs> two hundred eight. All things work together for good for those who are called according to his purpose. Like yeah. I think that, that's a good. Yeah, that is such a. The the intent is always. Sure. well-meaning but like oh it's okay all things work together for good mm-hmm. okay that good is that like eternal good right right and it is gonna all work together for that but mm-hmm. like that doesn't mean this doesn't suck yeah, yeah. Mean, right like exactly. and i some of the best some of the most powerful moments of pastoral care i've been able to provide is when i just say this sucks yeah and someone's like thank you for saying it right. like mm-hmm. it's okay for the storm it to is. suck it's okay to yeah. be freaked out Jesus doesn't promise to take away the storms and the hard things, but he promises to walk with us through it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I appreciated that too, where Derek kind of put in his own words that, or his own tone that they were like, do you even care that we're dying? Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. do you even care? And that's fine. Yep. You don't live there. Uh, if, if you have, but that's to, a real emotion in storms yeah, totally. in the storms of life. Like, okay, I love you. You died for me. Like, we have this relate. Do you even care? Like, yeah, you could you, control hello. this. You could take this away. Right. Come on. Why are you not doing that? And you that? see that, in the, that reflected in the Psalms, oh, yeah. too. Like, mm-hmm. it's not unspiritual or, I mean, mm-hmm. God already knows what you're thinking. Like, mm-hmm. just lay it all out. It's okay to feel the feelings Be bold in about those it. storms. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Do you think... I, Okay. I'm being extra biblical today. Listen, wow, I'm feeling, yes. feeling we'll spicy, spicy, I guess. Yeah, do it. We'll get canceled before so we start. Inverse, I'm surprised we're not canceled already. But well, um, Our coworkers would have to actually listen to this to catch anything. <laughs> that's right. That's right. <laughs> so in verse 40, it says, And he being Jesus said to them, Why are you so afraid? Mm-hmm. Have you still no faith? Mm-hmm. And I just, I think in hypotheticals, right? Mm-hmm. Imagine if they had the faith to not be afraid. Mm. Do you think the storm would have actually, do you think that Jesus would have settled the storm? Anyway. Or would they sail to the other side like he said he was through the storm? Right. There's just one of those moments where yeah, it was it was actually better to calm the storm because it was 
it was going to increase the faith of the person. Because right. he could have just let them because, keep going. Because there's a truth that, well, I don't know if that this is a truth. I'm just thinking, like, God gives you what you need in that moment. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and you have to recognize him also as a gracious God. Mm. I mean, he's not going to push you over the edge, but sometimes... Yeah, I'm it's hard. It's hard. Fig- like a theo- like a theology of like trials and suffering is like intense. Because he he does give you more than you can handle. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, he's there false... every step of the way. Th- that's like why a f- we debunk. Yeah, God will never year, give yeah. you more oh, than you can handle. That's a way to make us feel better. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But whatever purpose God has, He will surely he's see there. it through. It will happen, yeah. and that could mean calm the storms and that's because that's the purpose and there's mm. miracles and healing great but it could also very well be now nah, you're going to ride this thing out and it's going it's not going to turn out well from an earthly perspective but the faith comes from trusting that God's purposes will actually come through and happen mm-hmm. to and the, what the a, grace good also what a great moment between you and Jesus too whether you see it during the storm or afterwards and you look back mm-hmm. and then you see like everything he did do yeah. And that he is doing like for you to be in a trial and be in a circumstance and keep your focus on him as best as you can. And when you get on the other side, you look back and you're like, dang. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like you had me the whole like we were fine. But to be able to see that and have that moment together is huge mm-hmm. yeah, for your relationship. I mean, there, there is that perspective where God is just saying, trust that I've got this. Mm-hmm. Trust that I've got this. I know. So I think about Marlo. Marlo did basketball this fall. Mm-hmm. Really, the first time he did basketball. How did he and do? He's, he he did all right. He How did all right. He? He's seven. So it's seven. Yeah. Yeah, um, but he stepped onto a team, and a lot of the players were much better than him mm. too. They'd been doing it, um, and they had been playing together for a oh, long time. So right. they all came really from the same community neighborhood, and so he was really the only sort of outsider. Mm-hmm. And for the first three weeks, he's like, "I don't want to go. Don't want to go. Don't want to go." And you know, you try yep. and do this. You made a commitment. Let's follow it through. And. Yeah. You don't want to be overly hard on that, mm-hmm. but um, we thought that this one was important, and he now loves it. But it was like in our mind, we like we knew we're gonna get you through. Like, yeah. We're here. Once you get over, once you get integrated mm-hmm. socially into the community, even though you might not be the mm-hmm. best player on the team, and he's not the best player on the team, um, eventually, like you could see mm-hmm. what's, and you're just it's almost like that. Marlo just trust us. Yeah, yeah just trust us. And it's a small example. It's no, not. It's not, it's not, it's not. a It's really. But, it's, but it's a fatherly example. Yes, right, exactly. Yep. And God is our father. Correct. And so I think it's actually an incredibly powerful analogy that when we're walking through hard things and we don't see how God's using it, God as the as our father mm-hmm. is saying, there's a reason for this. There's a good on the other side, mm-hmm. whatever, mm-hmm. whenever, however that looks like. I think it's a, I think it's a perfect analogy. Yeah. No, yeah. I think that was great. Something that hit me this time... Um, I, I don't know. I was just thinking about the the portion of um, the sermon where Derek was talking about Jesus being in the boat with you, um, and how you know. For me, I think it's just stuff I've been going through lately. Like sometimes I, or a lot of times, I get in this thing where it's like I know in my head, like I can cry out to him, I can be real with him, all the things. But the there's a bigger part of me that has a filter where I think he's giving this to me to see how well I can handle it. Mm. So I need to handle this Mm. really well 
for myself, for everyone around me, and to him. Him. Oh, my God. Yes. And I spend a lot, I'm like... A lot of time A there. lot of time in that space. Mm. And it's a lot of energy that yes. I don't know that he's asking me to spend. You are not alone in that, by the way. I mean? yeah. Woo-wee, that is real. Yeah. I think a lot of us relate to that. I don't so think I've been able to put words that. to it before. Is it because we live in a challenge-based society? Like, it has to be a challenge. There has to be... We don't want God to think we're lazy with what he's giving us. And there's literally a part of my personality, I'm an Enneagram 5, where, like, I want to be seen as, like, generally competent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh. So as if... God's like, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Good luck chasing that down. (laughs) But that's part of it, too. I think I'm like, I'm also a little bit wired that way, even in addition to like societal stuff. Mm. But yeah, I think it, I think it does have to, especially Americans, like achieve, achieve, achieve. There's a, there's an expected performance of me that God has that I need to accomplish or, you know, yeah. And once I I get there, we can have a conversation about how it went. Right. It's like All a right. debrief conversation. Like God yeah. saying that to you. Once yeah. you get there, Danielle. Yeah, then come see me. Yeah, yeah. once you've got it handled. We'll stick the, the debrief <laughs> we'll on the calendar. We'll have a conversation about yeah. how well it went. <laughs> Isn't that sick? Or it's from another perspective. Yeah, I've ahead. brought this up before where if when I'm in a situation, I'll, I'll be like, I don't want to bother him with it. Mm-hmm. He's got other things going on. Yeah. He's like really busy, you know, saving humanity and all that stuff. So <laughs> I don't want to like bother him with like my silly. Your hangnail or something. <laughs> like, right? Yeah. To me, it's like. And that is not at all. That's the whole point, right? right? Like anything and everything go to him about. And I have to be like, Sarah, stop it. And I have to walk myself out of it. Just keep, just keep rowing. Just keep bailing the water yes. out. Like, don't wake so, him up. It's just a small thing. I can do like, this. We can right. get to the other side. Right. And he's right there. And he's actually, uh, God I mean, is. It's, it's funny if you actually think about the story. That it's way. wild. They're just like, bail, bail, bail. Like, because then God is a good father who yeah. wants to give us good gifts and who wants to come and alongside us. Them? And in our weakness, mm. he is strong. And, and then what happened as soon as they went to him, we're like, please, like, what'd he do? He took oh. care of it. He took care of it, but he but did he challenge did, them. He did challenge yeah. Yeah. In, in like, Mark's, I shouldn't have to take care of this. Right. Like, Mark's gospel just, doesn't... We should be already going through it together, yeah. Um, doesn't... I was trying to look back. Oh. It doesn't uh, tell us what came just before that, but I believe in the other gospels, this was just after Jesus fed the 5,000. Yes. Yes. Or the 25,000, mm-hmm. if you include women and children. It so it's, God forbid. Yeah. So it's, <laughs> they had just seen a demonstration. <laughs> right. So it's, and so I wonder sometimes, cause I think we can interpret tone, right? Yeah. Um, either correctly or incorrectly mm-hmm. when we read scripture. And so mm-hmm. like, why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith? I just don't see Jesus lumping on shame. I agree with that. And so... Um, it's a teaching moment. It's a, it is a teaching moment. And sometimes we have to navigate mm-hmm. through shame. Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's self-inflicted shame yes. um, in order to get to freedom. Sure. But, uh, you know, it's almost like that father's heart. Again, if we go back to it, like... I was almost like, Marlo, just, just you, you can trust me because I know, like, mm-hmm. the, yeah. the goal is not to hurt you here. Right. Um, oh all the time, yeah. But the, you know, the, the, the goal is for your development. It's mm-hmm. for your, the growth of your faith. Yeah, and so, good. like, you know, he does confront it. Why, why are you so afraid? Have you still no okay. faith? And, but it's almost like, just do here's some lunchables and i just turned it in you know turned it into a feast and also too there was probably a whole lot of other conversations that they were having that were never written oh of course Mm -hmm. so to him he's like really like all this talking and all these things that we've been going over but i appreciate these stories very much because it reminds me 
even the humans that were literally walking with him every day, saw mm -hmm. him in the physical, yeah. got to touch him, laugh with him. Like they still struggled. Like yeah. we cannot be perfect. This is why it's so important to have Jesus. So even give yourself people, some grace. Yeah. Yeah. They literally, literally had him in the boat and they were like, what are we doing? They can yeah. look at him, like touch him, you know? Imagine getting to heaven and be like, hey guys, so how was that in the boat? And they're like, man, everyone's asking me about it. Like, oh. Yes, Just we know. It was a really bad storm. Okay? Yeah. Like, it was a really bad storm. Remember there. when like, there were no fish and you were like, oh, there's not enough to feed people? <laughs> Embarrassing. <laughs> wow. It does, it does bring up that good point, though. Like, how, how much are we leaning on the past faithfulness of God? Oh, yeah. Um, to strengthen us for that moment, mm -hmm. to strengthen us for that season. And I don't want that to sound, you know, no. Sunday school ish, yeah. and you know, just start to skip over that. But there is a real sense in which that's true. Mm -hmm. Like, you know, why did the Jewish people celebrate the Passover right. every single year? Right. Because remember. the goal is to remember. The goal is to. Why do we set up stones? You know, before mm -hmm. we cross the Jordan River, the goal is to yeah. remember. The goal is to remember. And you know, I think that's the heart of Jesus' question here. Yeah, I like, agree. Why are you so afraid? You don't have to be afraid. Like I'm you just, here. like you said earlier, Sarah. I told you we were gonna go to the other yeah. side like yeah. why are you so afraid I already told I've you. been faithful I will continue to be faithful rest in that faithfulness mm -hmm. the remembering thing is huge like if you actually yep. we couldn't in this moment but like clock all those moments mm -hmm. and all those feasts and yeah altars, altars and, and like yep. it's, it's, a, it's, it's a, a reflection of like he yeah it's a theme it's like he knows yep so how not great at remembering these things. How do we remember then Good. when yeah. we're walking through storms? Like what are ways? I guess I think that... there's, there's gotta be practices in our lives yeah. um, that we set up or disciplines in our life yeah. that when we go through a storm, you know, whether we even, I don't know how you set up a notification for a storm that happens in your life, but, but it's almost like Monday.com board for it. Trial started. Go. Yeah, we could. We, we totally can. could. Can't do that next week. I got a storm coming. <laughs> but there's, <laughs> but it's just a reality, like where you create, you have to create some white space for yourself, mm -hmm. you know? So in the yeah. storm, can you, can you get to a place where you're disciplined enough to go, okay, I'm in a storm. Here's what I actually need to do. I need to sit in the faithfulness, the past faithfulness of God. I need to take mm -hmm. 10 yeah. minutes. To, maybe my devotional is not going to be yeah. the U version plan that I usually go to or whatever, but maybe I'm just going to sit for 15 minutes mm -hmm. or a half hour With God. and recount the moments where he's been faithful. That's a good practical step. So That's good. I'll go ahead and throw a situation of mine lately. So I, I'm in a season of dealing with guilt, mm -hmm. which is by the way, very annoying. And I, True. I recognized I was, I was feeling, I was feeling guilty about A, B, and C. Mm -hmm. You know, this was going on, that was going on. I started feeling like I didn't deserve this, I didn't deserve that. And what did I do? I tried to take it on myself. Okay. And one day, like I was probably three, four days in, I started realizing something was going on. I'm like, you're Sarah. You have to like have you haven't even talked to Jesus at all once about this yet. You've been oh. dealing with this for like three days mm -hmm. and you've been trying to deal with it on your own. So I pulled up um, my, I sat down on the couch first and I was like, all right, <laughs> I'm here. I'm dealing with a lot of guilt. I'm, I, I've got, I'm not come to you. I really need to, like, we need to figure this out because I'm going crazy. So I was like, what do you want me to do? And it became very clear that he wanted me to do a devotional. So I pulled up the Bible and um, the app, the U version. And I was like, okay. And I don't know if you guys have ever done this, but when I sit with him to do a devotional, I'm like, which one do you want me to do? 
because I get overwhelmed because there's so many if you're on a specific topic. And he's always been really good with me about making it very clear. Like I'll scroll through and I'm like, oh, okay. And I, and it's always the right one. I always, I learned so much from it. So I did find one. So that has worked for me as well. Like sitting down and obviously being in his word, but finding like a really good devotional, like no matter where I'm at in another devotional, I will stop. If there's one topic in my life that I'm really having a hard time with, I will start a devotional on that. And That's I just great. talked it through the day. I think for those those people that are achievement oriented and yep. you want to like finish a plan or put a bookmark. That's between both of you. That's a great tip. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Just to like recenter on like what what is God saying to me right yes. now and what am I going to do about it? I, I think it's come far. God's spirit can speak to us when yeah. we intentionally sit in his presence. Yes. Yes. Obviously, saturating in God's word helps us to remember in those times. I think God also works through his church. Yeah, and through other people. Yes. And so sometimes when you're in a storm, when well, personally, when I've been in really tough seasons or going through guilt-ridden moments or whatever it is, sometimes I can't remember. I can't mm. preach the gospel uh, to absolutely. myself, mm-hmm. and I need someone else to do it for me. Don't isolate. To yeah. point back yes. to God's faithfulness in my life, in others, that he will. And I, I need to, the Spirit needs to speak truth to me through someone else. And so that's, that's, that's where point. the isolation and storm's coming. I'm just going to isolate. Mm-hmm. That's not how it's supposed to be. Let someone else speak the words of God to you. And this and might sound remember. strange too, but even during this guilt season I'm in with him right now, I'm actually getting excited because I know that he's going to teach me so much and we're going to have mm-hmm. all these moments together. And it kind of changes your mentality on a situation like this really stinks but also at the same time, he is going to bring so much glory into it and I get to be a part of it and it's going to be so exciting. So it kind of, and I know wow. everyone, I know everyone's different. Like everyone, yeah, a good perspective. everyone approaches things differently. Yeah. So, but for me, I have learned over, and my mom's death was the kickstart for this. Yeah. Like that was a big w- what I got to see God do for me yeah. and how much I clung to him. I just stick to, and I try to remember these scenarios mm-hmm. in mm-hmm. my head. Like, Remember the last time you had a really crazy thing and you went to Jesus, how wonderful it ended up coming on the other side of it? Yeah. Like, I try to remember those two. That's exactly, that's exactly it. Yeah. That's literally it. remember that's literally them, it. write them down, whatever you got to do and go back. We might be able to find, I know Pastor Derek has a tool that he uses in one of his calling classes. It's like a map where oh, you yeah. like put, I can't remember the name of it, but so, you mark those things, like hmm. literally those defining moments that you can like look back on. Yeah, that's great. Or even just like thinking about trying to vision a way that he's like with you whether you look at a chair, whether you look at your empty couch, whatever. But do you know what new, this is holy, I'm not off subject, but I am. And I just want to say it's really Let's quick. Let's go, Sarah. This, this new vision that I have in my head now of like hanging out with Jesus. Oh yes, the chair. So I can't see him, okay? Yeah. We're separated, mm-hmm. but I know he's there. It's almost like he's on one side of like a foggy glass and I'm on the other side of the foggy glass and you can see him and you know he's there, but you can't see his physical traits. Isn't that a C.S. Lewis book? Isn't this also like Love is Blind? <laughs> we're like what? Wow. No, no, like, those are pretty close. That was a great right? connection, Danielle and Sarah. Blind, you know, they have the wall, and they know they're on the, each side of it. Do you guys watch the show? Through a something dimly. It's funny. Like, you thought C.S. Lewis. She thought Love Is Blind, and I went to First Corinthians thirteen. <laughs> and you're the most right. So we just who's holier? You can vote. Right? Let's yeah, let's vote it up. But I've been. That's the thing I've been. I fixate on. Like you're right there. You're on one side. You're on the. Other. I can see your outline, but I can't see you. Yeah. Oh, nice. Good for you. Thanks. Wow. <laughs> Love is blind. Well, okay. What? Um, 
<laughs> okay, I have another kind of a follow up question yeah. to your question about going through trials. So there, a lot of us have people in our lives who aren't believers, who aren't Christians. So what are some like helpful and unhelpful things you've seen in that arena? Be right because I'm not going to expound on it, but to minister to them. Yeah, to, to minister kinda... to them, like, yeah. My, I mean, practical tips if, or if yeah. someone's going through a storm. The most helpful, I, it's literally like my first, this sucks. Yep. Yeah. Like oh. I just, I said it earlier, but like that's literally just acknowledging mm -hmm. that whatever they're going through is difficult and hard and mm -hmm. like and acknowledging it's okay the not to like it. And it's yeah. okay. Like literally, yeah. that honestly probably gets me the most equity. relational yeah. Yeah, equity that's just acknowledging this sucks, guys. Mm -hmm. You're right. It does suck. Um, I, that's regardless of. It's Christian, not Christian, whatever. That's kind of my... It's freeing for another human being when they're going through something to have someone approach them and be like, this is awful. And and the corollary to yeah. that is not saying it's going to be all right. Ooh. It's gonna, it's yeah. all going to work out. Like Especially if they're not a Christian mm -hmm. and they don't have that hope He's, view at yeah. the end. Like yeah. It'll be, it'll all work out. It'll be... Ain't nobody want to hear that. No. I saw this Simon Sinek post. Uh, it was like a video clip from his podcast. And he was talking about, there's like all this like neuroscience and stuff about when somebody's going through something, they need the presence of a trusted person for eight minutes and not a fixer, not a whatever. Mm. Just like, yep. I'm here with you. Yep. And obviously you're not timing eight minutes, but like that's as small as it is. Mm -hmm. Like go to your neighbor's house who just, mom just died or whatever. This sucks. Like It's the ministry of just presence. Sit there. It's presence, right? Exactly. Let them dump. Mm -hmm. That's I think so so many times the trouble that I see people get into, especially Christians, is like you're trying to like pre-spiritualize or over-spiritualize or do something for someone who God will give you words, obviously, but like you don't need to feel the pressure of that. Yep. In my opinion. Well, that's the uh so we just finished up our future church series yep. and talking about our dream disciple and this idea of savvy follower, someone yep. who I know God's word and what to do about it or mm -hmm. whatever it'll take. Right time, is, but, right way, yeah. yeah. The the idea of being savvy and knowing this is probably not a moment to like preach the gospel. Sure. And that sounds weird. Nope. But it's probably not the this might not be the moment to bring up Jesus. This mm -hmm. just might be the moment to display Jesus mm -hmm. in your lack of words yeah. and you know presence. It's possible to trust in God's faithfulness for that person, yes. but also cry with that person too. Yep. Yes, hundred percent. In in Jesus is a perfect example when Lazarus died, yes. right? You know, yeah, Lazarus, he knew he was about to raise him from the dead. You know, he'd been dead so for three hard. days, but he, he wept with his friends. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And so it's, yeah. he trusted in the power and the faithfulness of God, mm -hmm. but yet was able to be emotionally present with it. And I've always, I've always just tried to encourage people. Words are not important. I mean, they are yeah. in those moments, but as we've been saying, your, your presence is like, remember you guys like each other. You right. know what I'm saying? You're in, you've been in relationship yeah. with each other. There's a reason that you're friends. There's a reason that, that you guys share a deep love with each other. That's what you lean on in that mm -hmm. moment. Yep. They're, they're not, they're not asking for you to become a magic genie in that moment. Right. Although taking things away would be great. Sure. If we had the ability to do that, but what they want is just you in that moment. Um, you know, I think about the moments 
in pastoral ministry in the past, when I was a lead pastor, I'd come home. I didn't need Nicole to say anything. Yeah. I just needed her to sit on the couch with me. Yeah, that's good. I knew that she wasn't going to solve the issue. Right. I knew that I was still going to have to go deal with the difficult person or the hard situation yeah. or the death or whatever. Yeah. But I came back to my house. I came back to my home. And what I wanted was Nicole in that moment. Yeah. Um, because she was just, she was a place of familiarity. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And in this storm, it's mm-hmm. hard to see everything that was familiar. Right. Um, and so a lot of times you're just, you're an anchor for people in yep. that moment. Yeah. And I, I think that I'm not surprised by that eight minutes. I didn't know about it, but yeah. not surprised by that at all. Like, yeah, eight minutes in the presence of someone that you, you love and they love you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, yeah. that's priceless. Yeah, It's beautiful. Or it's, even something as simple as, is this a listening moment or do you want me to help you fix it moment? Like yeah. ask them. Oh, yeah, you can ask them. You, because like, you have the relational you? equity to do that. Exactly. Yes. Where yeah. are you at? Where, yeah, we're not like, talking about people we're coming in contact with on the street. Right. Like, this is a And also too, if you have these very open conversations and they feel like they're heard and validated and they feel it's a very safe place, that could very much open up conversations down the road about Christ. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and sure. they're much more open to have a conversation with you or to hear it than you rushing in and just shoving spiritual stuff down their throat when mm-hmm. they're not in that headspace. Because because if if that's not the basis of your relationship, yeah. so say you have a relationship with someone who doesn't know Jesus, like right. you didn't shove Jesus down their throat to begin with. So right. why, why do it in that moment? Right. right. Why they they're yeah. looking for you because they know who you are. Yes. And they may actually subconsciously or even consciously admire the faith that you have. Right. And that's actually the anchor. Yep. Right. So moment. you and I were talking about this the other day. Yeah. Like when, when a storm comes, sometimes we we get tripped up by the label. Totally. Right? And we feel like we need to now act like some sort of weird person because they now now have a label on them and Mm -hmm. what do we got to do? Like, what? Like, let's not. Mm -hmm. Yeah, still the same person. You still have the same relationship. 100%. And you're actually, I don't want to say you're, I don't want to say you're the perfect person for that situation, but you may be the closest to the perfect person for that situation Mm -hmm. that that person needs. Jesus providentially put you in. We're going to go, we're going to go to the other side, guys. Yeah, exactly. But you're going to be on the boat with this person. Yeah. Now, if if you do want a non-threatening, low barrier way to, to, I think, bring Jesus in, I I think it's something as simple as, hey, I'm going to pray for you. Yeah. Or even more powerfully is, can I pray for you now? And people who, I mean, if you're in a moment of a, of a oh, big storm despair. and you're, yeah. even if they don't believe in what you're doing, the fact that you care enough to want to do something they think you think helps, like, yes. yeah, so that's a, a, not a non-threat. It's not overburdening, but it's, mm. I'll pray for you. Love. Can I pray for mm. you? Yeah. if Yeah. And I, I don't know. I mean, in my own experience, you have had more than me, but like, I don't think, I've never had anybody go, no, it's okay. Right. Yeah. yeah. Because it's like. Why would Mm -hmm. even someone who's like completely just nothing? They're like, well, let's just put quote unquote good vibes into the atmosphere. So let's do it that way. Like, fine. So I have had some moments where people have responded in anger. Oh, sure. So I'm not necessarily at this point, I'm not talking about a person, a friend who doesn't know Jesus. I'm talking about stepping into a pastoral situation. So this might not be relatable, but I've stepped into pastoral situations where I go to pray and they refuse because they're mad. Oh, and they're just not mad at God, mad at you, mad at the whole situation. Yes. Here's a man of faith, a representative of God. I'm mad at it all. Yeah. Um, I found sometimes a good tool is to, I would say proactively, Mm -hmm. not reactively. So not let's pray. And they go, no, I'm not praying. (laughs) Um, But to, but to say to them when the moment feels right, like if you were to say anything to God right now, what would you say? Oh my Mm. gosh. That's a good question. Um, And it doesn't. 
Okay. They don't even need to answer it in that moment. You give yeah. them permission not to answer it, but just say, if you would say anything, write it down. That's good. And just, again, I think a lot of times we need to feel like we're doing God's job. Mm. Right? Oh. But <laughs> Yes. But, but God's but God's God. Let it. God do. We don't need to defend Him, right? Right. It's not the time. And that's a key part. If they do decide to, mm-hmm. and they, if there's anger, don't defend. And that's. Just, I just feel like yeah, there's power in giving the person permission to bring that yeah. emotion to God. Yes. Yes. Hundred percent. Rather than trying to, oh, you know, they're yeah. angry. Yeah, of yeah, course they're great. angry. Yeah. Of course. You validated. know, their husband just died. Of course yeah. they're yeah. angry. Yeah. Like, yeah. why wouldn't they be angry? Right. They're confused at God. Like, give them the permission to write, and they don't necessarily know that that's a prayer per se right. that they're bringing to God, but yeah. it's at least processing the emotion as if they were to talk to God. Yeah. Yeah. That's good. And sometimes they'll That's come beautiful. back to that. And you also have that then in your tool belt for them when you're praying later. hundred percent. Like it's, yeah. That's obviously what they're. Yeah. yeah. And Hey, I, even if you don't tell me now, just text me later. Text me later. Yeah. yeah. And I really try before I go into these conversations to remember to stop and pray and be like, okay, I'm about to go into this conversation please be with me. Please give me the words that you want me to say. Mm-hmm. Like I've got to remember that even though we may not speak of you, I still want you in the room and I know you're in the room. And however that is going to look, make me aware of you and like aware of what you want me to say or how I'm supposed to respond. Because that is power in itself, even yeah. though he's not, he it's made good. his name and never make, you know, gets spoken, but mm-hmm. yeah. to make sure that you're focused on him during that moment, he will do so much with that. I think the danger is that we came from this sort of evangelical movement right. um, of the 90s, of the 80s, of, you know, the, the we've called it before the assimilation model, the mm-hmm. megachurch movement. Yep. And we hear yeah, about yeah, all these yeah. stories. The you know, Derek said it a few weeks Chaos. ago about sitting on a plane with somebody. Yeah. And you always hear about the pastor telling the story of sitting on the plane with somebody and then they led mm-hmm. that person to yeah. Christ. Yeah. And, yeah. and you're like, well, I, every time Where? I, literally when I sit down on the plane, I'm like, Please don't talk to I'm me. like, sleep. God, I really hope this is not a moment <laughs> yeah. right now. Yeah. I really sorry. If I had like blinds, I could literally like turn down. I would. But we, I think we've come from this, like we were yes. saying earlier, we've come from this evangelical expectation model but, where we're saying it kind of has to look like this. Mm-hmm. And we're not actually leaving any room for God to do the work that God actually wants to do. Right. Um, so let God be time. God. Yes. Let God be God. And that's that's not a removing of your responsibility. No. Still but pray. it's being Still be yeah. it's being in tune with what the Spirit's doing. It's the savvy. savvy. Yep. But be excited savvy. that he wants you to be a part of it and yep. he'll use you as he chooses. We're almost out of time, but I want oh. uh I want to say I know it's going You're fast. Fan. Um is that clock right? Okay. Um so Derek had a section of his sermon, just curious about your thoughts on what is faith. Um do you remember that? Thoughts. In particular, he was saying like you can't manifest it, stockpile it. Um, the issue is not the size or the amount of it. <laughs> I feel like you're like, oh, we're just out of time. What's faith? We're like, <laughs> wow, <laughs> right? <laughs> <Am> I rushed? <laughs> <laughs> oh, a revelation I'd like to talk about. Faith. Well, no, I want to talk about it though because I think it, it kind of is reflective of what we've already talked about. But faith to me is always remembering that Jesus has it under control. And I need to remember that. Okay. That's what I, it, that's my wording for faith is yeah. remembering that he has it. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> no, so it's not, it's my not, mind wants to say other words and I don't know them. No, that's fine. I'm not there yet. I thought it was really powerful for him to say, it's not like you're, it's not like weightlifting. 
hmm. where you're like, oh, I'm just going to like stockpile this stuff in my spirit. It's like not the amount, it's the object, which is kind of what you're saying. So like the object of your faith is Jesus. So he's fully in control, like remembering that it's, it's all about him and not myself. Like it, faith is believing. Believing what he says. Yes. Is true. Is true. Or that he's right about what he says. And he's going to take it. Yes. I think it's trusting God. Yes. To trusting, continue to you. be who he's always been. Yeah, that's yes. good. That's good. Based on what he's done, that he'll continue to be that way. Yes. Just, yeah, yeah trusting him. And I, it's also important that I think faith, it's it's not something, yeah, you can't make, make more of it. Neither can you get any of it. Like, yeah. God also provides faith, mm-hmm. yeah. even if it looks imperfectly from the outside. Yeah, He provides that faith. Yeah. I mean, we the things we can do are the things that we've already talked about. Like we're remembering, we're training ourselves just in our sanctification process. We're obviously learning more about who God is, who we are, all those things. Mm-hmm. That's all happening. That mm-hmm. it doesn't just mm-hmm. happen just by sitting still. Yeah. But like, yeah. Anyway. Um. And also, we've already talked about this, but I, I think also another powerful thing to remember from this sermon is that the prize for going through a trial mm-hmm. is not is that not the relief. Yeah, it's mm. not that everything's fixed. Yep. The prize is Jesus. That's really yes. Good. And for yep. me, that's the most mm-hmm. memorable thing. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, and that message just to you guys yeah, before the podcast, but. This this story just always gets me, and maybe it's a way to 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 wrap yeah, up. Um, oh shoot! Now I can't find it. Give oh, me one second. Oh, here okay. it is. Um, <clears throat> and it's just it's that it's the exchange of fear um, that takes place oh. um, right at the end of the passage when Jesus asks, "Why are you so afraid? Have you still no faith?" Mm-hmm. Um, and right before that, Jesus had just said, "Peace be still to the yeah. waves," and the waves. You know, so they went from being terribly afraid of the storm. And then it says, after Jesus says, why are you so afraid? Oh. In verse 41, it says, and they were filled with great fear exactly. again. Like, <laughs> um, and they said to one another, who is this? Mm-hmm. Even the wind and the sea obey him. And so there's this idea, right? That that we can have fear in, how did I put it? Fear focused on our troubles turns into hopelessness. Yeah. But fear focused on our Savior becomes hope-filled becomes faith. Yes. Um, because that's what God gives us on the back end Yeah, and of he's it. bigger than the thing you were afraid of. 100%. Yeah. And that's exactly what you're saying. Like, Jesus is the prize. And so even in the, even in the lack of faith, they had faith as small as a mustard seed to go to the one in that moment mm-hmm. huh. who they knew could actually calm the storm. Yeah. So. He, I had a moment the other day where I was startled about something. Something that scared me, like in my house or whatever. Annoy. I don't remember what it was, some fell or something. And I got scared and I was like, I was alone. And very clearly he was like, um, I'm with you. You don't have to be so afraid. And then I went off on a tangent and I was like, and I just remembered because I, I had been, there was other things going on in my head at the time. And I went off and I was like, get out of here, Satan. And I went crazy. And I was like really, really mad. But like, he reminded me very clearly, I am here. Like, it's okay. Like you have the power within you. I'm here to not be afraid of your situation. Yeah. So even just like taking a hold of it and yelling out loud or whatever you have to do, like to yell at that fear mm-hmm. and remind yourself that Jesus is with you. That does a lot too. I'm just so glad. saying it out loud. I'm so glad you're on our podcast. I'm so. <laughs> and the, fe- the fear thing reminds me, I think I wrote this down in our chat <laughs> I'm too. I'm glad you're but here too. It reminds me of, I guess C.S. Lewis is sponsoring this episode, but like in the, in the line, which in the wardrobe where Lucy describes hmm. the lion, hmm. 
that reminds me of that. Just like it, it, he's so close, so tender, so loving, yes. but so scary Fierce. because he's so powerful, powerful. Over, over all these things. Yeah. And that fear, yeah, like you're saying, just can be a root of hope. Yeah. Contr- this controlled power yeah. because he loves us. Like, yeah. he is very capable. Yes, absolutely. Very, very trustworthy. Very, that's my yeah. God. Yeah. That's my God. That's good. Yeah. And I think that answers our discipleship question, but you guys can think about that too. So we're taught, this one was the son of God, son of man. What, um, what is it? What? <laughs> Shoot, I lost it. <laughs> son of God, son of man. Oh, how does this picture of Jesus um, compel, me. compel me to live differently? Thank you. Um, so yeah, we're kind of answering that for ourselves, but I think that's a good thing to meditate on, um, from this passage. So, okay. I think we need to stop. Um, oh, such a bummer. I know. Right. Don't worry. Two hour podcast. <laughs> yeah. Two hour, sorry for the long one. Okay. But yeah. How does this picture of Jesus compel me to live differently? Reminder to go to whoisgrace.com forward slash Mark for resources. And you can also submit a question like we Please. talked about, or let us know just how you're feeling about the podcast. Maybe not mm. today's episode, but you know, <laughs> um, yeah. So next week we'll be back. Thanks for joining us. See ya. Bye.